0: Let's talk about love on the spectrum. All right, you guys. So today's episode is going to be more like a stream of consciousness. I'm just going to open up a conversation about... Love on the Spectrum. For those who don't know, Love on the Spectrum is a TV show on Netflix. It's essentially a dating show where they highlight autistic individuals looking for love, looking for relationships, or autistic individuals who are in relationships. Even though Love on the Spectrum has come out with multiple seasons now, I feel like I've been seeing a lot more discourse being had on Love on the Spectrum And whether or not it's helpful to the autistic community out there. There's discussions being had of some of the misconceptions and harm that the show could do. And also I've been seeing a lot of people defending the show as well. People who are holistic and people who are autistic saying that the show is amazing because it shows representation and all these other points that I'm going to get into. But I, I wanted to come on here and kind of conceptualize and reflect on what I think about Love on the Spectrum because I have I have a unique outlook on the show because when I first started watching the show, I was not diagnosed yet. And so it's, it's kind of funny that I watched the show and I was a huge fan of it, before the diagnosis and before I even considered, I was also an autistic individual. Ironically enough, there's a new season that just came out recently, and this was my first time watching it as someone who is formally diagnosed with level one autism. And so I kind of just wanted to reflect on a lot of my opinions on the show, reflect on the points that a lot of people are making on the show as well, and just talk about that with you guys. Of course, some of you already know because you are consistent with me and my channel, but usually on topics like this, I normally can't make direct eye contact with the camera as much. Granted, I'm not really good at that to begin with, but particularly when I'm really needing to think about something, I I need to look off into different directions to really get those thoughts flowing. So don't mind me, you guys, if if I'm just constantly looking off camera, I'm just really trying to formulate my thoughts here. And also because today's topic is a little bit more of a deep dive, I'm not gonna be putting all these crazy graphics and editing. Today's video is going to really concentrate on the discussion topic itself. Just giving you guys like a heads up because I think sometimes we like to know what we're getting ourselves into. This is something that you could kind of just listen to while you're doing other stuff. You don't have to visually rely on it because this topic is going to be very, very interesting. So all you need here is your ears and your mind. All right, so I think it would be a good starting point for me to read some of the things that I have been seeing on the internet of other people talking about Love on the Spectrum. I am a part of some autistic forums online, and funny enough, there was someone who recently posted this question asking, has anybody else been watching Love on the Spectrum? Honestly it feels really exploitive, and it feels like producers selected exaggerated cases. I especially don't like how some of their parents look embarrassed by them. and. I'm going to go through some of the top comments to this question because I think there's a lot of really, really good points being brought up. So this person said, I watched it and loved it. So many beautiful, heartwarming moments. So much love. I don't really see how the people were being exploited when the producers were just letting them do their own thing. Some people need more help than others. I'll agree that some of the parents were annoying, but it's really not my place to judge based on one minute of them fussing or taking the piss. That's their relationship. Another person said, I loved it. I appreciated how each person manifested autism differently. I thought everyone was really likable. Sure, the parents are sometimes embarrassed by their kids, but all parents are embarrassed by their kids. That's just a universal truth. I seem to recall that at least one of the participants was pretty embarrassed by his mom as well. They all struck me as relatable and likable. I could see myself in all of them." And another person commented, "'Yes, it seems they picked people with high support needs. There are so many independent autistic people. It seems kind of like they're trying to infantilize them. It reminds me of that show where they send toddlers out to do grown-up chores. Like, hey guys, let's watch what a mess these people are. How interesting and entertaining. Very, very interesting point. I'm going to read a few more. I liked how they had an autism expert come in who was also autistic and wasn't exaggerated, was quite social and made eye contact. Mm -hmm. Another person said, I tried bits and pieces yesterday and today of the Aussie one and I am Australian. I found it only showed very... Typical autism. They all speak very strange, not natural at all. They seem to focus on those with additional disabilities as well and film weird bits that look scripted like carrying teddies in public and eating with face to plate and shoveling with hands. Not to say this doesn't happen, but it's like they were trying to give neurodivergence a continuing bad stigma. I personally love it. Is it perfect? No, but you can't make everyone happy. For the most part, they use identity, first language, there's no use of puzzle piece. There are different characteristics and traits of autism that each person exemplifies, and the experiences feel genuine and relatable. I couldn't handle the vibes from it. To even get halfway through the first episode, it very much feels like how neurotypicals look at us for their entertainment instead of something that's supposed to be relatable. I want to end on this comment right here. Does anyone else notice that all the participants had stable employment and or wealthy families? So those are some of the things I've been seeing online. I just thought it would be helpful for me to start today's topic off by reading those comments, just so we're all on the same page as to what I am seeing and kind of what I'm going to be speaking on today. So... As you can see, there's a huge split in people's opinions of the show. There's people who absolutely love it, regardless of being autistic or not. And there's people who don't feel comfortable with the show and, and thinks the show is doing harm and that the autistic individuals on the show are perhaps getting exploited. And for the most part, I, from what I've seen, The people who are not so happy about the show are mostly autistic individuals because they have their own lived experience and so therefore they have every right to feel some type of way about the show. With that being said, I personally see every point that everyone's making and I agree with a lot of the points everyone is making. And that is something I really, really want to highlight on today's episode is the idea of the fact that you are allowed to formulate an opinion that doesn't necessarily have to take sides and you don't necessarily have to be so black and white about your beliefs. And I know it's ironic that I'm saying that because a part of autism is having black and white thinking. On the same lines of that topic is the concept of cancel culture. I feel like we've kind of grown into a day and age that is heavily kickstarted by a lot of social justice movements, right? We've clawed ourselves into a day and age where cancel culture is extremely prominent nowadays. And my thoughts on cancel culture is that the intention started off from a good place. I feel like it started off from a place where a lot of people who did not have voices in the past began to speak up for their rights, speak up on their opinions and experiences, speak up about their criticisms of society in hopes of there being change, right? And a lot of the times in the beginning of that movement people speaking up was something that they did at their own risk of their livelihood, of their lives sometimes. But there's this really beautiful domino effect of other people coming to support those who are finally speaking out, supporting their voices. And so fast forward into like 2020, 2021, 2022, I feel like we're kind of approaching a day and age and I think we've been here for a while but I and I I do believe that we're like slowly starting to get out of it a little bit more like adding a little bit more nuance and duality into cancel culture and being politically correct all the time but I feel like we've been in this place for a while where people use the internet to impose power over others but they disguise it as being politically correct and providing criticism for others to change and to grow. So I hope that was understandable. I'm going to try to go into that a little bit more and explain it. So I feel like there's a lot of people who go onto the internet and they hold people accountable. And they are constantly criticizing, attacking canceling like it's a very aggressive type of communication where it's almost like there's anger to it it's almost like they don't even want you to even grow or change but they just want you to feel ashamed and they want you to feel bad and I I totally understand where this comes from of course that comes from a place of hurt right because I feel like in order for you to be that angry, in order to partake in that type of cancel culture behavior, you must have been wronged a lot in in the past and throughout your life. So in that sense, I empathize with whoever out there partakes in constantly trying to correct others and being angry and all that stuff. Like you know, you have every right to feel like that. I'm not saying that you you your feelings aren't valid. But what I'm saying here and what I'm trying to open up the discussion is you have to think about what you really want. Like what is the intention behind calling someone out? Is the intention for you to right the past wrongs and to take back control and power for yourself in moments where you might have felt helpless in the past by imposing yourself onto someone in an aggressive way? Or is your intention to genuinely educate someone, bring awareness to things that they may have been miseducated on, misinformed on, and misguided on, and to provide a safe space for them to hear you out, listen, and apply some changes and growth into their lives? Because a lot of the times when you're attacking someone, even if your heart is in the right place, even if the intention is good... If you're attacking someone, it's human instinct to want to defend yourself because you are scared. Like, it's a survival instinct, right? You don't just allow someone to attack you and you just take it. You're either going to have a response of being defensive or you're going to have a response of shutting down. And feeling extremely ashamed of yourself, almost to a point where you don't even have space to concentrate on implementing the change because you're so busy feeling like absolute crap about the fact that you made a mistake to begin with. Either way, both reactions to an aggressive way of holding someone accountable is counterintuitive because ultimately the person that you want to change doesn't feel safe enough in order to actually change and grow now how does this all apply to this topic of love on the spectrum i say all of this because when i talk about today's topic i want everyone who's listening to be very self-aware and be very open to the fact that you are allowed to agree with all these contradicting points your opinions do not have to be on one side or the other and I think as well as we begin to talk more and more about our criticisms for love on the spectrum I think it's important that we do so with empathy understanding and with the intention of actually creating a space where people feel safe enough to be educated and to hopefully implement those changes and the growth and actually Feel safe enough to hear what you have to say. A lot of the times when you're attacking, people don't really hear what you have to say because it's so painful. It's it's triggering sometimes. So you just automatically shut down and don't want to listen. So let's create a space where we can have a healthy discussion as to what the show is doing right and also what are some things the show can improve on and I think there's more than enough space to believe in both like I honestly believe that the show has done so many things right like a lot of the comments were stating but also like the a lot of the other comments I agree that there's stuff that we need to talk about and hopefully changes that can be made within the show or just in general like as a society, we can use the show as a jumping off point to talk about these very important topics that might be a sensitive topic to navigate in your interpersonal relationships or just in your personal life. I want to start out with the things that I think the show gets right. I genuinely enjoyed the show when I was watching the multiple seasons. I felt like when I was getting to know all of the different autistic individuals being introduced on the show, I felt this sense of connection to them. It is humanistic because they're talking about their feelings in such a pure way. And I think that's a big reason as to why a lot of people feel drawn to this show and feel so connected to this show, regardless of being autistic, because It's like the same effect of watching a Pixar movie, I imagine. There's just something about like Pixar movies that touches your soul because it's so pure and so innocent. And this kind of touches on that topic of infantilizing, right? It's this childlike essence of the show, which in many ways I can understand the harms of that, but also, I think there's so much beauty in it as well. There's so much beauty in how purity in someone's way of expression, and someone's way of feeling things and communicating to others that I think a lot of people just wish could be more normalized. On my personal social media, I see a lot of my friends and people I grew up with posting about how much they love the show and it's it's always such a genuine connection i don't get the vibe that they're looking down on the autistic individuals and thinking less of them it's it's kind of like how you would feel about a puppy or a child it's just so pure you know that meme online where people are like we must protect him at all cost we must protect your dad at all costs like this idea of like this person is so pure regardless of their age or regardless of their disorders or health condition whatever but when you find someone so pure and innocent you just want to protect them you want them to be safe and you want them to be loved and held and i feel like people kind of get that same connection when they watch love on the spectrum And I think this part is what I see some autistic individuals feeling a little bit weird about, like the the idea of infantilizing. For the sake of this discussion, I'm going to read off the definition of infantilizing just so we could all be on the same page again. So infantilizing is treating someone as a child or in a way which denies their maturity in age or experience. Like I just talked about, this idea of purity a lot of the times is encompassed in this childlike essence. And I think that is what kind of pokes at people in the wrong ways. Because I think a lot of autistic individuals who don't like the show and get bad vibes from the show, they feel like a sense that the show is almost like othering autistic people stereotyping autistic people into this little corner and granted i don't think that corner is necessarily bad or negative or doing autistic people injustice i think again like it's a very pure corner and a lot of people see it in a good light which is why a lot of people do love the show but i think it's the act in and of itself of pushing all these autistic individuals into a corner that bothers autistic people And feels like the show is harmful because it's almost giving this idea to other autistic people or other neurotypical people that this is what autism means. This is what autism looks like when in fact autism is a spectrum. And there's so many, so many people who are autistic that is not represented, historically not represented worldwide or on media, right? And that's why there's so many misconceptions of autism that are sometimes innocently ignorant, but also a lot of the times harmfully ignorant. I don't blame autistic individuals for feeling this way, for feeling some type of way about that stereotyping because they're the ones who directly is harmed by it. They're the ones who are directly affected by it. So they have every right to feel like autistic people are not widely represented on the show is providing harm to our community. And so this is one of the main points that I feel like is kind of like that target point as to why I see so much disagreements. Is that a word? I feel like the crux to all of these very black and white disagreeing points is this fundamental fact, representation. And I feel like if we were to sit here and really dissect all of these points that people are making online, their opinions, their beliefs on the show, if you were to really dissect it and reverse engineer all of it, What it comes down to is the fundamental fact that individuals feel as if the show needs to have more representation of the spectrum of autistic people. And I don't think people realize because they're so busy attacking each other, right? I don't think people realize that they want the same thing. Like two, two opposing groups that are constantly fighting and trying to shove their points and opinions down other people's throats in order to validate their own points and validate their own existence and their own pain in the past. They're so busy doing that that they don't realize that they actually want the same things. And if they could just breathe and get to a point where they could validate each other's points, they can realize that. They can realize that, hey, your points are right, my points are right. Do we actually want the same things? Yeah, we actually do. Do we actually need to disagree or attack each other here? No, we don't. I think in so many ways the show has done such good for the autistic community and representing autism in a way where people can understand us a little bit more and find us enduring find us humanizing which is a big step from let's say how society viewed autistic people historically I don't know how many of you are privy to the history of how autistic individuals were treated in society. I'm not gonna get too much into it because it's very very dark, but it wasn't too long ago. Like, really, it wasn't too long ago when autistic individuals were literally shoved into a mental institution and treated so inhumanely, like not even like human beings. And that is like the history of how autistic individuals are treated. Compare that to like where we are now, where we have a dating show that can highlight autistic individuals in a way that humanizes them, in a way where other people can connect to them and love them. Is It's a huge step, right? And I think that's why a lot of autistic people feel so happy with the show they they watch it and they feel like they are finally represented through something that they see on the tv but here is where i think there's room for improvement i don't know if anyone in connection to netflix will even ever see this probably not because i'm such a small channel but let's say they did i would hope that as the show moves on and as the show evolves maybe this won't happen i don't know But I would love for there to be more space for more individuals on the spectrum that we don't normally see being represented. And what does that mean, right? There is a lot of people out there, you guys. There's a lot of people out there. And this is, I'm mostly speaking to (laughs) neurotypical people at this point because I'm sure a lot of autistic people are already privy to this. But there's a lot of autistic people out there in society that you would never consider autistic. You probably know someone autistic in your life or multiple autistic people in your life that are not yet diagnosed and that you don't suspect is even autistic, don't even question it, and they themselves don't even suspect or question it. I mean, hell, I was literally diagnosed with autism at the age of 25 right and i hadn't even suspected i was autistic until i was like 24 25 years old and so This is part of the reason why I feel so strongly about, for example, me using platforms like this to talk about my autism and my experiences in this world as an autistic woman, because I think it's important to start to see representation as to what autism can look like. What my autism looks like is probably not what you're used to seeing when it comes to autistic women, right? Or autism in general. And more and more, I see other autistic creators online posting videos, and these are people that I wouldn't have suspected were autistic. I mean, now I would because I'm very well-versed in in autism, but let's say before, like before I was diagnosed, before I thought too much about autism in general, and I was still ignorant in many ways. These are people that I would just think are normal, neurotypical people and would never suspect that they had autism or they were on the spectrum those are the types of people that I feel like feel as if they're not being represented those are the people that I feel like find the show and the stereotyping of autism or the representation of such a small group of autistic individuals find that to be harmful, find that to be problematic, and want there to be more inclusiveness and growth and change. This kind of bleeds into this concept of individuals who brought up the point that the show only really represents autistic individuals who are more dependent or who have more severe autism. Let's kind of break that apart a little bit, you know? The cynical part of me is like, does the showmakers, the producers, Netflix, did they only find these type of autistic individuals because it is more entertaining to watch and it shows up better on camera and is so unusual that it catches people's attention and makes them want to watch? Because if that's the case, that is problematic, right? That is part of the reason why people feel uncomfortable with the show. Because there's this idea of like, almost like dehumanizing those autistic individuals online. And dehumanizing doesn't always have to mean it's like aggressive and mean. Sometimes dehumanizing could be infantilizing, could be othering like this idea of like oh that that autistic person is so cute like they deserve everything you know you would never really do that to a neurotypical person like maybe sometimes but it's not it's not the same thing and I'm sure you guys know what I'm trying to get at This idea of like these cute autistic people that are just kind of blurting things out and are just kind of socially unaware and just says whatever they want on their minds and it's cute and everyone laughs, right? It's like this idea of like, we're in on the joke, but they're not. And it's like that specific dynamic that could very easily feel like an improper way to use your power. And it just kind of like, That imbalance is kind of, I think, what makes people feel weird about the show. Like, it doesn't make it feel as if the autistic people we're watching on the screen and on the show are of the same level and on the same page as the rest of us, and it's it's like this idea of like watching them for our entertainment because it's so obscure and out of what we normally experience in our day-to-day lives that makes it feel as if it's just it's wrong but at the same time you guys isn't that what tv is all about you have to also think there's so many shows out there that highlight neurotypical people But we watch it as a form of entertainment because it's such a hot mess and it's so weird and bizarre and we can't look away, right? Kind of like that concept of when you drive past a car accident, you have to look, you can't look away. You know, that is kind of what TV is about. It's about being entertained, right? And normally we're not entertained by things that we could just see and experience in our day-to-day lives. I know for a fact that I like to watch sci-fi and fantasy TV shows because it's an escape from real life. I know a lot of people like to watch reality shows because it's so dramatized that it's for them an escape from real life. And so in that sense, love on the spectrum, regardless of how well they do with representing autistic individuals, is a form of entertainment. So in that sense, there's always going to be that essence of we're watching the person on the screen for our entertainment, right? And so in that sense, you can't sit here and just like really criticize the fact that these autistic individuals on the show are being used for our entertainment and it's, it's exploiting them and it's harmful, stuff like that, because you can honestly say that for any other show. You know, Love, Love Island or whatever. I don't watch dating shows, you guys. That stuff makes me depressed because it shows like the ugliest side of society. And if I watch it too much, I'm just gonna feel very sad and feel like I can't do anything because I feel so hopeless. <laughs> Anyways, so that kind of goes into the topic of like, is the show exploiting autistic individuals? I could see both sides, don't get me wrong. But I I feel like just because someone is on a show and they're being put on a platform for others to watch, regardless of their intention, sometimes it's entertainment, sometimes it's to judge them, sometimes it's genuinely to feel educated and connected to them. But regardless of the viewer's intentions, anytime someone is being put on a platform to be viewed, they're there for entertainment. They're there to benefit other people. And that also doesn't mean that they can't benefit from it either. That doesn't necessarily have to mean that they see it as exploitative. They actually enjoy having that platform. And that's something that I feel like you can't necessarily speak on in a sense where you're saying it as a fundamental fact you can't necessarily speak on it as if you're that person experiencing that exact experience. You can't go and say that person is being exploited. Everyone on that show is being exploited because you are not them. You're not in their minds. You don't know what they're going through. And so therefore you cannot say it as a fundamental fact, right? But that also doesn't mean that the show cannot have more representation. I think the show still needs to have more representation. From what I've seen on the show, a lot of the autistic individuals who are on the show have a very strong support system and have a lot of their needs met and have a lot of accommodations for those needs which kind of bleeds into my next topic, which is the idea of how the autistic individuals who are represented on the show paints a picture to the viewers that autistic people have this specific type of support system. And it doesn't highlight the fact that there's so many autistic individuals out there with very little support system. They come from a background where their supposed support system might be actually harmful to them. Or they come from a background where they're not financially well off. You know, there's so many autistic people out there who are genuinely struggling to make ends meet because they have to do it all themselves and they actually do need support. They do need help and accommodations and they just don't have it. I could speak on my own experience. I felt like throughout my life, I did not have the support system that I needed and I did not have the accommodations that I needed. And this was emotionally, this was physically, this was financially. There's many moments throughout my life where I wasn't able to financially support myself and I had no one to lean on as well in order to make ends meet. There was moments in my life where I really needed there to be emotional support through burnouts, through meltdowns, through transitions, all of these things. And I just simply did not have that. If anything, I had to become a support system for my parental figures, for my friends, and also try to be a support system for myself. And so where is the representation for people like me? and anyone else who relates to me in my experience. Where's the representation on the show of autistic people who fly under the radar, who fight tooth and nail to make ends meet, who do not have a support system, who really had to develop a sense of grit to them in order to be a member of society and to be as functional of a member of society as possible. And I think that is also why some people feel some type of way about the show and are criticizing the show because I think it's important to have representation for autistic individuals like us so that whoever is watching can see that there's so many different types of autistic individuals. Their autism may look different from what we're used to seeing just because they're autistic doesn't mean they magically have everything they need in their lives to get the support and accommodations. And so therefore we can try to be a little bit more empathetic, understanding and accepting of neurodivergent individuals in general, especially autistic individuals in society, make room for them to be as autistic as they need to be, to not feel like they have to mask as much to fit in in order to have enough energy to support themselves and make ends meet, for example. I feel like there can only be more growth with education and more education can only happen with more representation because humans are very visual creatures. We learn through watching each other. And so television, media, it's so important to how we connect with each other and connect to ourselves and understand society and humans. And so therefore it's super important to have an all-encompassing representation, especially when you're talking about minority groups. It's important to have as much representation as possible just so we're constantly educated more and more as a society as to the needs of a minority group and how that minority group functions and their history and all of that stuff, right? Alright guys, so let me know in the comments down below, what do you think about Love on the Spectrum? Have you guys even watched it? And what are the points that you agree and disagree with? I would love to start a little discussion down below, I would love to read your guys' opinions, and if you're not a part of my community yet, please subscribe to my channel I upload every single week. My content primarily focuses on autism awareness, autism acceptance. Of course, if this video was helpful at all, insightful at all, give it a like. With that being said, you guys, I will see you guys on next week's video. Bye.